This is Sultan Speaks, a podcast about education and children, with insights into some pertinent questions and issues that need clarity, or maybe a different perspective, where we focus on lessons for life through lessons of life. I'm your host, Sultan Ahmed, and I'm going to share with you experiences, research, stories, and learnings that I've gathered over two decades of being an educator, filmmaker, entrepreneur, researcher, and traveler. Welcome to Sultan Speaks. The dictionary defines literacy as our ability to read and write. But the world we live in today questions that definition. Reading and writing alone does not make us competent to navigate life and its challenges. In this podcast, we will have a relook at the meaning of literacy and decipher a relevant definition of literacy for our times. It must have started with sounds and then a few words and over hundreds of years evolved into a language. This process must have happened in parallel in different parts of the world for hundreds of languages to evolve and coexist. The need to communicate helped evolve languages. Most languages remained a spoken word and the need to read and write was not core to their evolution. No wonder that many of the languages of the world even today are spoken but not written. The common man did not have a major need to write as everything they needed to know was mostly communicated in the form of stories, songs, fables, poems and proverbs. Religion and royalty were probably the first ones that felt the need to standardize communication. The proof for this is the fact that some of the most ancient pieces of written communication known to us are either royal inscriptions or the religious texts. The ability to read and write remained largely with the rich, the royal or the religious. They were the ones who went to school or felt the need to go to school. Schools of the ancient times taught everything that there was to learn. History, art, culture art of war, administration, philosophy, astronomy, medicine, religion, everything that there was in terms of knowledge was a part of their learning. Education meant a good understanding of all knowledge available and a learned person had knowledge of a variety of subjects. It was during the Industrial Revolution around the 1800s that large organized companies came into existence. These companies employed a large number of people who formed the organized sector. The organized sector was divided into blue collar and the white collar jobs. The blue collar shop floor worker or the groundsmen worked with their hands and did not need too much education. The white collar workers kept accounts, made reports and managed people. Education was essential to get the white collar jobs. Governments around these times also started becoming a lot more organized and the emphasis was on governance and hence the need for educated government officials. While on one hand, education opened up a lot of opportunities both in government and industries. On the other hand, education gave rise to a lot of disparity in pay scales. 
the literate ones got paid more and the illiterate ones got a raw deal. Education went on to become a big differentiator in society and many people aspired to get an education as this was their best hope to elevate themselves from poverty to wealth. In fact, even today, in most parts of the developing or the underdeveloped countries, the situation is just the same. The biggest hope of elevating poverty is education. It is during this time, around the 1800s, that modern education systems evolved across the world. The curriculum and focus of education was on creating a workforce for government jobs or the industry. The intent of education was clear to prepare future generations for a livelihood, for a job. This system has lasted 200 years and in many ways it served its purpose. Generations benefited from it. We could always find flaws in the system, but it worked. In fact, even my generation, the ones who grew up in the 80s and 90s, have benefited immensely because of this education. We landed up with a better life compared to our parents thanks to our education. But the problem is that the world around us is changing really fast. These changes can be summed up in the form of the revolutions that the industries went through. These changes happen slowly in the beginning and the changes today are moving at a very rapid pace. The first industrial revolution of the 1800s used water and steam to power and mechanize production. The second revolution in the 1900s used electric power to create mass productions. The third in the late 1900s used electronics and information technology to automate production. Now we're living through a fourth revolution, the digital revolution a fusion of technologies that's blurring the lines between the physical, digital and the biological spheres. We're living through a change that is fundamentally altering the way we live, work and relate to one another. This transformation is unlike anything humankind has experienced before. It is happening now. The pace of changes is very fast and we have no idea how it will unfold. To illustrate this change, let me share a few statistics. In 2019, every minute, over 500 hours of video were uploaded on YouTube. Let me repeat that. 500 hours of videos were uploaded on YouTube every minute. You can safely say that in 2019 alone, more videos were uploaded on YouTube than all the books ever published. Here's one more. The world population today is about 7 billion people. In 2019, there were 4.4 billion internet users and it is estimated that in 2021, there would be 7 billion mobile phone connections. Wow, now that sounds amazing. The most sought after jobs today did not even exist 10 years ago. The change is fast. The change is here. This is what we have to prepare our children for. And we have never done this before. We have a lot of questions, but the answers are hazy. No wonder educators, thinkers, researchers across the world are groping in the dark. There is no one answer 
or no right answer. There are possibilities and we are all hoping these would work. So where do we find the answers? Literacy today needs to address four key targets. And funnily enough, all these targets are constantly moving. The first one, technological advancements. And all of us know about this. The second one, changing patterns of learning. Children learn very differently from what they did even 10 years ago. The third one, changing cultural and linguistic composition. Classrooms and workspaces today represent a mini world of languages, cultures, regions and countries. We have the kind of people moving around and the kind of migration that's happening is changing the way and this needs to be incorporated. The fourth one is the changing nature of our work. What we do has changed. How we do it has also changed. And literacy or education needs to address these four targets. Let me give you a human example of this need. Imagine a four-year-old going to school today. By the time this little one is grown up to be part of the working world, after 18 years of education, it will be around 2040. Yes, 2040. Sounds like a sci-fi film sequence, but that is the role of education, to prepare our children for a future life. We have no idea how the world will be, but we can just predict a few skills as part of basic literacy to prepare our children for a knowledge-based and digital age. I'm going to be listing out five skills that I believe education needs to focus on. The first one, visual communication. We all communicate more with our voice, video and pictures today compared to the written world. Yet, most schools still focus entirely on reading and writing. Visual communication, according to me, is as basic as reading and writing. I'm not talking about using videos to teach physics and math here. What I'm talking about is... Children need to be exposed to well-made films, along with encouraging good reading. The kind of content that children get to watch or are exposed to on mainstream television channels, on the internet, it's, it's not relevant. It doesn't present to them content which makes them think or makes them understand, makes them aware. This is just content for the sake of entertainment. We need to expose children to good, meaningful content. Schools need to curate good content for children to watch. Children need to learn visual storytelling. In fact, this is one of the most prized skills uh, today in the working world, where if you can express yourself through videos, through infographs, that's a very prized skill and that's going to be increasingly more important in the days to come. In fact, schools should not just curate films. In fact, schools can actually host film festivals as an integral part of their curriculum. Libraries should not just be about books. It should be more about visual content. If a child does not grow up watching good content, then how will they be able to create good content? Visual presentations, project videos, films and the like need to be integrated in mainstream schooling at all levels. 
We need to add social media communication skills. It's not just about writing and reading. If there is one skill that we need to start very early in children is to tell stories. And the faster they learn to express themselves through visual storytelling, the better it is. So that's our first skill, visual communication. The second one, knowledge management. This is perhaps the most overarching of all skills. There is so much information and knowledge around us that there is no point in teaching information. Information and knowledge is constantly changing. The new research, new developments, new ideas and practices. Not just that, the sources of information are increasing with a great deal of variability in the reliability or validity of the information. We need to focus on helping children find the right information. We need to teach children to identify reliable information in a plethora of fake, marketed and promoted content. We need to teach our children to think creatively and critically. Children need to learn to analyze information and most importantly, an ability to use the information. It's not about knowing the answers or the information. That is not the differentiator. Yet, most of our examination systems focus on how much we know. The key skill in a knowledge-based society is knowledge management. How to find, evaluate, analyze and apply information. So that's the second one, knowledge management. The third one is emotional, social and cultural intelligence. Our ability to understand and manage our own emotions and those of the people around us. Now, that's going to be very critical. Intelligent machines can identify problems and probably offer solutions. But we need emotionally intelligent people to motivate teams, to boost morale, to interact, just live a social life. Emotional intelligence is necessary to collaborate with others in an increasingly complex work environment. Emotional intelligence traits such as empathy and humility will always remain relevant in human society. We have no clue in which country our children will live when they grow up. Cultural intelligence is the one that will help them thrive across boundaries and in various cultures. It's not about which language and how many languages to teach our children. It's about how do we teach our children to adapt to different socio and cultural environments? Children need to experience and learn about their own cultures, about other cultures and develop cross-cultural empathy. Understanding ourselves and embracing diversity will be a key criteria for success in future. That's the third one, emotional, social and cultural intelligence. The fourth one is always been touted as one of the more important ones and yet our education systems don't focus on it enough. Our schooling and our universities are always about the individual, the self. It's about your studies, your assignments, your homework, your grades, your promotion. We, we tend to make uh, individuals into very selfish individuals by the time they complete their education. The world is no longer about the individual. It is about what we can achieve collaboratively. We need to rethink the idea of individual achievement 
and focus more on collaborative achievement. Not just uh, collaboration in person, but it's important that our children learn to collaborate virtually. In fact, all of us need to learn to collaborate virtually. We need to learn to work with people virtually. People who are scattered in different time zones. Nearly all jobs it is predicted in future will have some component that will be done virtually. Our children need to learn to work in teams, both in person and virtual. And that's the fourth one. Teamwork, virtual collaboration. The fifth one, and I love this. It's called uh, geek acumen. <laughs> yes, geek acumen. None of us can afford to say I'm not a tech person in this day and age. Having a geek acumen means keeping yourself updated with new technologies and trends in your area of expertise and in other domains as well. For example, if you're a teacher, you need to be aware of the trends in evaluating systems, in evaluation systems, the usage of data to predict the interest of a child and customized learning to each child's need. It's simply not enough to be aware of your curriculum or what needs to be taught. You need to be aware of the current trends, but not just that, you will also need to know how to apply them. Geek acumen is about constant learning. It is about finding problems or bugs as the geeks call them and solving them. It is about learning to learn independently. This means taking responsibility for working out what you need to know and where you find that knowledge. This is an ongoing process in a knowledge-based society because the knowledge base itself is constantly changing. Incidentally, I'm not talking here necessarily about academic knowledge, although that too is constantly changing. It could be learning about a new equipment, new ways of doing things, or learning who are the people you need to know to get a job done. Geek acumen, visual communication, knowledge management, virtual teamwork, emotional and cultural intelligence are going to be the critical in a knowledge-based society. So, what is literacy today? It is not about knowing. It is what you do with what you know. It is not about remembering. It is about knowing the right questions to ask. It is not about the answers. It's the question. Literacy today is not just our ability to read and write, but our ability to communicate, collaborate and create. Thank you for listening to Sultan Speaks. If you like what you've heard, then be sure to subscribe and get notified of new episodes on your preferred platform. For more info, feedback and comments, visit sultanspeaks.com or follow him across all your socials at Syed Sultan.